There was a big crab war. They did nuke a big crab city, and all the crabs are gone. All right. It's Cheese Heads in Chicago and the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike. That's Matt. I'm in Chicago. He is in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. And we have come together to talk about one of the least beautiful games of football that I've ever had the pleasure of witnessing with my uh, my sullied eyeballs. 27-10. The New York Jets are now 4-2 and two as they come in and hand the Packers their third loss of the season. This was a garbage game. Before we get to this absolute garbage game, got to check in with Matt. We both uh, we both caught up last week and recapped a couple of long weeks. So uh, a good chance with uh, with me looking at a week off and us uh, getting together tonight under more normal hours and timetables. Like, man, how are you doing? Okay, I'm doing good. How good. are you doing, man? I'm 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 looking at a week off. I'm doing uh, I'm doing fantastically. Uh, I'm trying to trying to remember some of the stuff that I want to do around Chicagoland as a lot of my time this summer was spent traveling outside of Chicago. So I'm just trying to think of like where I need to go in the next week off other than to get a haircut. I mean, you were you were just here, so I'm sure you saw a bunch of stuff that you'd missed. I, I knocked a bunch of stuff out. I went to the I went to the Hopewell Brewing. I, I went to uh, I went to Pequods. I. I went to a couple bars that I love. I got I got a lot of my favorite parts of Chicago out of the way. I saw a bunch of people. It was great. I heard you guys got snow. Is that true? My parents sent me pictures of snow, but they're not at Chicagoland at all. They're up in like northern Wisconsin okay. out of the out of the, the woods from which I emerged. But uh yeah, they sent me like a picture of a dusting of snow. I we have what's called a heat dome around the city still, which is kind of keeping the overnight temperatures up a little bit, about five degrees above. Uh, where where they've been elsewhere, I'm sure New York City has a has a bigger, more uh, more fashionable heat dome that has you know more more theaters and such in it. Uh, yeah, it's a very like high end heat dome. We don't really yeah. we don't really get snow over here. We get sleet and rain all winter, which I'm a big fan of. I love snow. I also love the rain. I think that's maybe my favorite weather. I think it's very calming. Uh, I don't really mind getting soaked. I have a Gore-Tex jacket that was handed down to me from my my dad, so I I stay dry. Pants get a little wet. That's fine by me. I have other pants. Well, you're you're a filmmaker as well, which which the rain you know the rain and filming goes together really well. It's a it's a mm, so good mood setter. It's 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 a beautiful. It's yeah, man. I love the rain. I love the lights of New York in the rain. I love the lights of Chicago in the rain. Um, so I'm excited for the New York winter. We're just getting into it. It was like 45 today. It's the it's the best weather can be. I'm excited for the winter. Now I I see when when things really go down in New York though when those big blizzards hit that that's when the city kind of grinds to a halt. Which is I don't know. There's something about being in a city that has ground utterly to a halt that is actually just like in that same romantic spirit as, as the rain and the snow and all that such and such like a city that cannot function and is therefore on a two day break to sort out two feet of snow. There's something incredible about it. I, I really love it. And, and my favorite part about it is, and I don't want to, I'm not saying anything bad about New Yorkers here. I, I, I really like everybody I've met in New York. I do want to say that New York is a little, little baby city mm. about the snow. I've lived in South Dakota and I've lived in Chicago, and then I lived in Colorado, 
in the foothills of the mountains. And then I lived in New York. And New York shut down for a couple days last winter. Over, I don't know, six to eight inches of snow. Good amount of snow. Not an insane amount. Not an unheard of amount of snow. Uh, I was able to get tickets to the war on drugs for like $15 at Madison Square Garden. Because they were just, uh, every ticket flooded Ticketmaster because no one was leaving their house. The store that I work at had to close because who would leave their house in there? Everything down, and I was like, oh, let me put my boots on. I'm at Madison Square Garden. I'll take the hour trip. It'll be fine. I'll walk half of the way home afterwards. Uh, a very normal amount of snow that just crippled the MTA and <laughs> everything else. Like, this is this is absurd. I remember when I first moved to Dallas, we got like less than an inch of snow when I showed up to work because I walked, you know, I walked outside in my normal clothes and I was like, oh, look at that, an inch of snow. And I drove to work and I get there and everyone there, it's just like, how did you arrive? Like, you know, there's one person there in the store hadn't opened yet. Like, what are you talking about? It's 11 a.m. <laughs> I, I, I get it so much in the South, in like Dallas and Atlanta. I understand when they shut down because they get an inch of snow because yeah. they don't have the infrastructure for it. And they had no idea. Like, it, that's the <laughs> first time it had snowed in Dallas for a long time. Meanwhile, I'd been there for less than a year. It was my first winter there. I had no idea that that was uncommon. I just walked out like, whoa, you know, it snowed. <laughs> okay. You know, better go to work then. And yep. Midwestern my way up the road and, and got, it, got it done. But I, I could have had a day off, man. Uh, but I had a day that, off. Yeah, that's the uh, you know, that's the real workers lesson you take from that. It's like, oh, anytime the weather goes bad, you should really just call your boss and be like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. oh, it's, there's some weird stuff on the road. Yeah, yeah. Make it make it seem impossible. And, and people will generally generally believe you. Uh, the Green Bay Packers make it seem impossible, Matt. That's my segue of the day. They they uh, they grasp defeat from the jaws of success. They make it seem like the most impossible thing in the world. They make they make football with a really talented team look like it it shouldn't be played and we should shut it all down because why does this sport exist? Nobody now, really wants to watch this. Yeah, why are we trying to climb this mountain? Why am I watching why am I watching 15 to 18 year olds execute an offense that makes more internal sense? than the Green Bay Packers, if this is what they have to aspire to, aspire to, if this is what climbing the mountain gets you, why climb? Quit. Um, Go. <laughs> quit. Give you don't up. have to do this. Stop. Uh, I was thinking about it, you know, watching this game is like, I think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. He's been a very good coach. I don't know how much of this is, you know, LaFleur's system that system works really well across the league. It has for a while now. Was Devontae Adams covering up all of these warts? Or are these new wrinkles meant to kind of play off of what they've done the last couple of years? I don't have an answer for that. But man, oh man, I'm sure Devontae covered up a lot of issues because you can just throw it in that guy's direction and he's going to get it. And now that safety valve isn't there. Yeah, it's a team that, that's looking for some kind of answer and not going in the directions that you would think an answer would normally be found in. They are they are definitely they're a team full of professionals and they're a team full of veterans, and they come out and get absolutely spunked on uh 27 to 10. Um that's a yeah, it's a portmanteau of uh of spanked and wonked. So uh spunked on. 
it sounds terrible. I got to edit that out and bleep, just bleep that. Don't let, don't let people know that I said that, but uh, uh, yeah, cause it, it went another direction, but uh, they get absolutely shellacked 27, 10 by better. a New York jets team that, uh, that just came out with a bunch of young guys on it and just played faster and harder than the Packers did. And I tell you, as far as like games in which the Packers get sort of out hit and out hustled by their opponents, um, Packers are six games in and I've, I've, I've watched them kind of even in wins get outplayed and out hustled now about, about five times. What game are they out hustling and out winning and out playing? I, it has to just be the bears game. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of made the bears go away quickly and the bears didn't, the bears didn't really put up much of that's, a fight that's it. beyond, uh, beyond Robert Quinn. in I think the first quarter and a half of that game where he was really, where he was really causing some havoc that, yeah, the Packers put the Bears uh, put the Bears to sleep pretty early with a couple of body blows, but other than that, yeah, three and three team, and boy, they have been kind of knocked around by everything from like you know another another uh, sort of prove it team in the Vikings that actually has like an established NFL quarterback to uh, you know get knocked get knocked around by the Patriots with a uh, rookie quarterback who like maybe knows how to get the ball snapped to him in the NFL, and now they get absolutely knocked around by a Jets team that's just all been like fired up by you know muscle coach 1.0 in robert sala who's you know his only job was to like get a bunch of guys on the same page and get them to go out and like play really hard against green bay and you know 100 victory success for uh for robert sala and the jets coming into this game uh i yeah we, we were talking a bit about this i just don't know what the packers are trying to accomplish with their offense right now, because everything has come apart and there is, there's not been for the last two games. Now there's not been much of a, a correction towards success. There's, there's sort of sporadic success, but there's not been anything that leads me to believe that like this team has a capability of like running a efficient, like NFL offense that produces points you're reliably for uh you know for even like half of their drives there's no there's no consistency there's no uh chemistry or momentum that ever occurs in this offense uh in the last couple games at least there's no 10 play drive followed up by an eight play drive followed up by a 10 play drive there's none of that it's it's three and out or they get something going and you think this might be it um, you know, there's like that great back shoulder throw to Alan Lazard for a touchdown. And I'm, I'm watching that like, oh, this is, this is it. Now they're storming back. Uh, and the defense gives up a touchdown and it's over right away. Yeah. Nothing. And, yeah. Nothing, nothing in the tank after that. That's, that's when you start to realize like, oh, these, these bursts of success are, are the, the lucky throws, like the, the five yard misses of, everyone in every direction, like the sudden inability to not complete a swing pass to Aaron Jones. Like that's the norm now. And the perfectly placed back shoulder throw to Lazard, like that's the mistake at this point where it actually finds the guy it's supposed to go to. This is the worst he's thrown the ball downfield in his career. This is the first time in, since he came, started as a starter that they've scored this few points through the first six games. This is as bad as Rodgers has played as a starter in the NFL. Uh, it's it's 
it's so bad. And it's not just Aaron Rodgers. It's also like offensive things. They're like offensive play design, everything like that. There's a great QB school video on YouTube kind of breaking down the play design and, and, and just all the things they're doing wrong. And it's, it's wide receiver execution or it's play design. Who knows who's messing up here of like guys running to the same zone. You can't, you don't want two guys to be in one spot being able to be covered by one guy running play action to one side where your backs to the developing routes. So you can't come up and make a read without having to shift your whole body around. By the time that's done, those are pretty much ran. It's pretty much over. Um, you're going to be late to those. It's it's just a whole bunch of issues that it all seems so simple, right? Like these all seem like very fixable problems. But these have been the problems all year, and they're not getting fixed. So I don't think they're going to be fixed. Yeah, to, to me, I'm, I'm looking for some of the stuff that was reliably successful, not only just for the Packers, but reliably successful and recognizable as NFL offense, like zone read pitch runs and jet sweep stuff. I know Christian Watson is hurt, but like other people are aware of the jet sweep. Uh, you know, pistol formation stuff where you have like a read to the running back and then, you know, maybe a quick hit to a wide receiver or a tight end. Uh, play action after a couple of running plays. Uh, things that actually, yeah, routes that take right wide receivers in front of the quarterback. Uh, decision trees for the quarterback that go like one, two, three, like throw the ball away. Stuff like that that is is just easy for people to execute and is is designed to get yards. I feel like I feel like some of the Packers' choices are less focused on on getting yards in front of you and and about doing something great or making something magical happen or striking deep all of a sudden like i feel like we're just as as a team the packers are letting go of of things that are available in favor of things that would be more special it's this one was so tough because Roy Royce Newman is just getting absolutely dom- dominated on the line. Oh yeah, he's also playing really badly. And when when your when your right guard is is just c- kind of having the wheels come off in in the midst of a season like that, that also makes you look like garbage a lot on offense. That that you know this all could change if he plays average, right? Yeah. Like this game is a radically different game if that that's if he's all right. Uh, well, Quinton Williams is a motherfucker. I mean, he, he he's he's unbelievable. But if you just drop that to three quarters of his production, if you can just hold sure. him off a tiny little bit, this is a different game. Yeah, uh, probably. But just man, just watching this game and going like, all right, they're gonna run it. They're gonna run AJ Dillon up the middle. AJ Dillon runs up the middle. Royce Newman gets plowed through. And dog walked into AJ Dillon. All right, they're going to do that again. They're going to do that again next drive, too. None of this is getting outside. And when they do get outside, Aaron Jones goes for 19. It's, it just felt so frustrating to watch. They're like, hey, Royce isn't going to win all of a sudden. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's going the wrong way on stretch. He's pulling the wrong way. He's, He's going the wrong way in pass protection. He's not just 
getting dog walked back into the pocket or into the running back. He's doing the whole wrong thing. He's shifting the whole wrong way. And it's not just him either. Elton Jenkins has been bad as a right tackle. The right side of the line has been not good at best. Uh, And that just limits so much of what you can do. Yeah, they need to find some kind of way to see if they can bring Elton Jenkins back in to play guard. Uh, that yeah. seems that he's been capable there. He's proven there. I don't know if, uh, you know, I think Josh Nyman might be available there, but then you're also dealing with the fact that like Dave Bakhtiari, they seem to have him on a pretty tight leash out at left tackle. You've got to be able to, you know, at this point, I don't know that you have any worse options than Royce Newman out there on the line. So at this point, like any option is at least a better option in that, like, Maybe it'll it'll take a guy who's obviously just getting torched out of the fire for at least a little bit, so you can kind of regroup with him just as a player and a guy who you've you know got under contract. Just some anyone at this point that's on that uh, you know on that list of offensive line hopefuls just to see see if they can you know put the fire out for a moment and just kind of get forward and hit a guy and be strong and be confident because yeah, Royce is missing. There's there's something happening that's disconnected kind of him from like knowing what the rest of the offense is doing. And yeah, he's getting blown up. It's bad news out there at this moment. Oh yeah. That looks bad. You'd think Jake Hansen came in, got hurt right away. Newman had to come back in. Um, that's a bad day. That's not fun. Oh, but, shit, you the know. Guy, I, that happened to me once when I was on the eighth grade football team, the guy they benched me for immediately blew out his knee. <laughs> so I started, <laughs> so I started the rest of the year. That's, Man, how, you, it's, that's how you get snapped sometime. Yeah, I you you think you know they drafted Zach Tom played really well this this, this preseason. You think you give that guy a shot, right? You got a you got a young kid. Just your starters playing as bad as I've seen an offensive lineman play in Green Bay in the last three years. Yeah, get you're not getting any worse here throwing in the rook. Yeah, you're not yeah, getting the, any worse. Yeah, at this point you're uh, you're just kind of throwing it up to the wind and going like you know someone's. Someone's got to do this. Like, does Josiah Deguara have any experience at, at right tackle? Because, eh, you know, yeah. A, kick uh, Elton inside, put a Mercedes Lewis at, at right tackle. He might be all right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of thing is just a matter of, like, I don't know if he, I don't know if it can be done worse at this point in that, like, Mercedes Lewis would probably at least try to be in front of Quinn and Williams when Quinn and Williams does something just incredibly skillful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wouldn't be moving the opposite direction or looking like, looking at his buddy to the left who's already currently blocked that's the kind yeah. of thing that that's the thing that tells me that yeah there's there's something mental going on as well where like you know something in the scheme or the playbook just isn't being understood because like like a guy is running a guy who is in front of you just ran past you on the right and your head is is turned to the left looking at uh, looking at the center who's who's blocking his guy and doing fine i ooh, the, yeah those are those are moments where you're you're just kind of shaking your head and going like Man, I woke up early for this. That was my mantra because Amy and I both were kind of sleeping in after a long, long Saturday for both of us. And we slept in a little late and got up and it was like 1045. And we're like, all right, we have to go to the store. We have to do our grocery shopping and get all this done so that we can watch Packers Jets. And so we go to the grocery store. We hurry all the way through our grocery shopping. We kind of hurry home, unpack. And then about an hour into the game, I'm just like, we hurried for this. I was in a hurry. I, I did I did things efficiently on a Sunday in order to watch this. Thumb as yep. hell. 
That's dumb. Uh, brutal. And I think what makes it all the worse for me is I'm like, you. the Packers played bad. You should still beat this Jets team. If Zach Wilson played as bad as Aaron Rodgers did, you'd have more faith in him being your starter going forward. This is as bad as of a game as I've seen a quarterback play and still win the game. I, I, about half of his yards come on one ball to, to Corey Davis that's underthrown. It's, it's a touch. It's a walk-in touchdown. He underthrows yeah. it so poorly because he doesn't set his feet. He rolls outside, has the opportunity to set his feet, put a ball on his guy. He's got Eric Stokes beat. Instead, he throws it all still rolling right. It's underthrown. Davis has to come back and make a nice play on it. The ball gets put into harm's way for no reason at all because Eric Stokes is canned. Uh, it, and that's about half the yards. <laughs> uh, Zach Wilson was consistently asked, please don't do anything at all. Just hand the ball off to Brees Hall and we're going to win. And that's insane. They played a game. It's you've seen the John Boys video about if Barry Bonds didn't have a bat. Yes, that's what this was. If yes. the New York Jets didn't have a quarterback, they still would have won the game. That's how bad Zach Wilson played. Yeah, he he was he was asked to not do anything that could possibly lose them the game. And I tell you what, um, he, he tried. As opposed, well, as opposed to the Packers, the Jets had a game plan that made sense. Yep, that's a very good game plan when you have Brees Hall as your. Uh, are running, you're running back and don't have a quarterback. Yep, Brees Hall, 22 touches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. It's 20 carries you. for 116 yards. That'll do you. Aaron That's Jones, nine, tu- nine carries, three catches. AJ Dillon, 10 carries, four catches. I, I just – when's the last time we saw a, a halfback screen thrown accurate? Sure. Just the, the, the swing pass to the sidelines that the yips on that right now is, uh, is terrifying. Rogers doesn't set his feet. He's just catching it. He's it just set your feet, man. Give him a chance. He's a running back. We saw him miss Dylan a couple times on this. Just set your feet. You have the time. You're not getting pressured on this. This is a quick swing out. Just set your feet. Yeah. It's so it's, it's the simplest things in the world, which is what makes this so frustrating. It's, it's this team doesn't have a ton of talent at the wide receiver position, right? That's that's fine because there's another team in the NFL that also doesn't have a ton of talent and also has an MVP quarterback and is still winning games. It's the Kansas City Chiefs, where Juju Smith Schuster is maybe their best wide receiver, and I'd put him on tier with Alan Lazard, maybe worse. He's not very good. Hey man, you get <laughs> they don't even have a running back over there. Like, like what? I don't know what's going on. It's so frustrating to watch. Well, here's what I'm gonna read to you the uh end result of every drive in the first half of this game. And that to me is the my best uh my best summation of what's going on. Uh the drive summary goes Green Bay punt, New York punt, Green Bay punt, New York punt, Green Bay punt. New York punt, Green Bay missed field goal, New York punt, Green Bay punt, New York punt, Green Bay fumble, New York field goal, three, nothing jets, Green Bay turnover on downs, New York missed field goal, Green Bay field goal, three, three, end of quarter two. 
that's that is what's going on in this game, which is you know, that is about what I'd expect the Jets to do against a good defense that is not completely gassed and is ready to go in the game. Like that's that's the other thing I want to be clear on. Like right now, my cheeseheads in Chicago Island bright spot is this defense is legit. They're fine. Oh like, yeah, I don't. I have issues with the the run defense right now, but that isn't an issue if your offense can score points. Oh yeah, if you can score twenty four, that's not an issue at all. If you can score seventeen, it's way less of an issue. But if you can if you can make the the score begin with a two. Like that, it, yeah. Run defense all of a sudden becomes something that you don't worry about because teams don't get to run it 35 times at you. If you're playing from behind, it's the biggest issue in the world, and you're gonna get you're gonna lose games. If you can just jump out to a lead in the first half every time, you're gonna be okay. The defense would look so much better in the second halves if the, the offense could build a real lead. We were, the Packers were up. 10 points last week, but it, it felt a lot closer than 10 points at the start of the second half. It was, it was a quick jump out to 20 to 17. And then it, it faded quick. And yeah, the end, the end of this game came on the block punt touchdown when it was 17, three, that was the, uh, that was the absolute end of it. And that's just another, another same line of scrimmage issue. This, this is a, watch enough high school football and you just begin to realize that, you know, unless you've got an all-star team out there, it's just whether or not the team you want to win can control the line of scrimmage. If they can, they're probably going to win. And if they can't like that's, that problem is going to be the problem on every snap of the ball, whether it's a, a field goal, a punt, a first down, second down, third down, doesn't really matter. If, if you can't control the line of scrimmage, you don't have a good option at any point in time. And then stuff like this happens to you. I'm, be interested in the statistic of how many teams have had a more frequently aligned block punt touchdown scored against them than Green Bay against the 49ers at home in the playoffs. And then now. It's but, it, there's gotta be nobody else, right? That's two that, in that's, the same end zone in seven games. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I was, Hey man, I was there. I was in green Bay for that, uh, that Niners one. I was, uh, I, I was sitting in my seat and I was, I got up and I was with my dad. He's like, you know, you want, you, you want to stay there? It's about to, you know, they'll flip it over and then you can go get a, you can go get a drink. And I was like, no, they're going to block it and score a touchdown. I'm going to go get my drink now. And I was in the tunnel and heard the block punt and touchdown. I was like, yep. I knew it. Oh my goodness. I don't want to watch this team. I can, you can sense when it happens. Um, Fucking Dr. Manhattan just materialized on the moon with a, with a spotted cow. Ah, uh, oh man. It's, it's just so brutal. And you know, all the credit in the world to Robert Sala for making this jets team win games, forcing wins down the gullet of this jets offense. Um yeah, I think it was Sauce Gardner afterwards was talking about like they didn't want to play, they wanted to play us. That's why we had to win this game. I've got the, you know, they, we they wanted to play us, and I'm like, great job, Robert Sala, because you don't get to pick who you play after London. You get to pick if you have a buy or not. And the Packers said we don't want to buy. We'll take the buy later in the year as we're getting ready for the playoffs. We'll take the late season buy. We'll play the game after London. 
They didn't choose. The, they don't get to look at a list of names and go like, yeah, we want the Jets. We'll beat up on the Jets. I, that, that's I, it's good motivation from Robert Hall. I, I I like that a little bit of lying. Just a little bit of lying to your guys is okay. Sure. The uh, the thing that I think, and I think this irrationally based on the uh, me watching him play, I believe, a quarter and a half of football, is that the New York Jets would be better if they played Mike White. He's he's my current my current quarterback nobody that I've seen play ten minutes of football yeah. and gone like yeah that guy sparks that guy oh, is yeah. making it work. Bailey Zappi would be better. Yeah, you, you can play just about any quarterback in the league and he'd be better than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is, you know, and you know he's he's two what two years in he just came back from an injury who knows what he'll end up this year. Yeah, he'll work something out probably. He'll he'll. I think he'll be Sam Darnold, but he'll be around the league for five more years. I'm sure he won't sure. get a second contract. Uh, oh, you love those Sam Darnold paychecks. Oh, hey man, that's They're... the best Be- backup quarterback, best oh, job, in, best job in sports. Good lord, you don't oh, yeah. get hit in practice. You're a ten year veteran. Like it's a... amazing that you're. How are your knees not destroyed? Like backup quarterback, man. Yeah, they let oh, me smoke man. cigarettes on the sidelines in the '80s. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I don't even get to run the offense in practice. This is awesome. Uh, and I think Zach Wilson will stick around for a little bit as a, a stopgap Carolina Panthers type. Like, no, we can do something with it. And if we don't, we'll draft somebody new or we'll do this with name another Zach Wilson ask Daniel Jones type quarterback. Like, they got two of the same guy in New York. 10 of 18, 110 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Meanwhile, Rodgers, 26 of 41 for 246 and somehow uh, played the played the worst game. It's uh, pretty pretty alarming. Yeah, Hall, Hall, is, Hall is the MVP in this one with the touchdown and 116 yards. Uh, I I still, like, I do not understand the whole, like, don't give the ball to Aaron Jones thing. That's happening in Green Bay right now. Uh, I just, I, I think that giving the ball to Aaron Jones would be a better idea than than not doing so at this point. I I think that the idea is like we're falling behind. We need to score points quick. Let's have our MVP quarterback do it. He's not. He's not. He can't. He's not playing like that right now. So you play. Like you're winning the game the whole time because you don't really have another option right now. And unless the simple small things get cleaned up, I don't think they I don't think they will. It Christian Watson goes out and the entire motion in the run game shuts down and the run game craters. You don't have another guy that can do it. That can run run across the line, like run parallel with the line of scrimmage behind the formation. There's not another guy on the team that does that thing. There's you, even if it's like a oh man, we were we were doing that with Christian the whole week, and then he got hurt right before the game, and that sucks. We don't get to have him do it. Yeah, you you have to practice that with Amari Rogers or something, right? Well, there's a number of things that I've heard that land to me squarely in the shut the fuck up category, like when uh, uh, the the broadcast team was relating maybe a couple of games ago why you're not seeing more two running back stuff out of Green Bay. And it's like, well, if one running get back get hurts, gets hurt, 
well then that like eliminates that part of the playbook and that to me is another classic shut the fuck up moment in that like it's stop being so fucking precious about your playbook oh no we have to go back to just using one running back like every other goddamn nfl team in the fucking league shut up if you're not using it when they're both healthy, it's not in the playbook either. Yeah. None of it's in the playbook. Stop being so fucking precious about this shit. It's not art, bro. Yeah. Do you think a zone read is like somehow, did you think of that? Was that your thing? Every every running back in the NFL can do it. There's Yeah. I say laser and it means we run to the left. Yeah. Fuck you. Shut up. There's no... <laughs> The Niners bring in Joe Blow off the street, and he runs for 100 yards. It doesn't take much to be a decent NFL running back, if only for a couple weeks. AJ Dillon twists an ankle. Patrick Taylor's going to be fine, I promise you. He's going to be all right. And then you have one that's like truly special in Aaron Jones. You hand the ball to him nine times. I, I just Shut can't. the fuck up. Give him the fucking ball. Give him the ball. You don't have to. If the idea is like we have to make sure that he lasts through this contract, you don't. You're, you're just it's, being too precious again. You're being too precious. First off, he's not Christian McCaffrey, who's touched the ball 300 times a year for the last five years. He's not grinding down like that. He's not grinding down like Ezekiel Elliott. It's been hard to get Aaron Jones touches his whole career. He's about as fresh of a 27 year old running back that there has ever been in the history of the NFL. Give him the ball. Yeah, please. And if, if you give him the ball and the other team stops him, tip your cap and say, Hey, good game plan by the defense this week. Like you good, shut down one of the best. I guarantee running backs you. Yeah, if, if you give him, if you give Aaron Jones 25 carries like in, in front of an offensive line that maybe, maybe doesn't have Royce Newman, uh, having a per- personal implosion on it in the middle of the game. Like, you know, I guarantee you he's going to have to like, he's going to force the defense to make a couple of spectacular plays in order for him to have a game where he's contained. Like he puts, he creates situations where you have to make a good open field tackle against him. And it's the other thing about the running game that coaches get away from it, because if you have a guy on the other side who makes a couple of good open field tackles, all of a sudden drives where you look like a genius turn into drives where you look like a moron. I mean, that's the whole thing about the running game is, I mean, at least you've got a great running back. You're paying a lot of money for him. Like I want to see a little trust in that kind of stuff because otherwise like trade him away and the ball, to hand the ball to some guy. What's Sam Congato doing? Yeah. Call him up. The Niners have never been precious yeah. about their running backs, and they've been fine in the running game. Yeah. They've, Jamichael Hasty is God knows where getting two carries a game, and he was running for 100 yards a while ago. Jeff Wilson is somehow still decent in San Francisco. It's just the scheme is built for anybody to step in and be good. I just can't. I just. I just. I just can't get it. If uh, give Aaron Jones twenty five carries one game this year, and let's just see what yeah. happens with the pass game also, because it's Aaron Jones is not facing stacked boxes. I think it was before this game. There was a stat of like Aaron Jones has not seen eight men in a box yet this year. Only 
like starting caliber running back who has not seen a stacked box yet this year. And he was averaging 6.5 yards per, per carry entering this week and touching the ball 12 times a game total. Yeah. And defenses are still acting just, scared of a quarterback that can't hit a deep ball and can't swing it out to a sideline at the moment. Like take advantage of that. Like if they're, they're scared of a guy who's a decoy at this point, unless he's going I, to figure it out. Yeah. And, and I hey, probably going to figure it out. There, there are throws in this game where you're like, Oh, it's still there. It's not, this isn't Matt Stafford washed watch cocooning into himself. It's still there. He's got a hurt thumb and it's rainy, but he can still hit the throws. I think I think most of the passing game issues right now are are purely play design. I'm hoping that that changes this week. If it does, then I think I might implode myself. Oh yeah, my human day. Hey, yeah. What would happen to you for a, with a loss at the at the Commanders? Um. What would become of Matt were that to occur? I would, I would probably, I would probably at least be sending like concerned text messages. Yeah, I don't, I can't. I think I'll like black out and not in like a. I think in just like a like my mind just stops functioning, and I won't know what's happened until hours or days or weeks have passed, and I've. My brain has been like, okay, the trauma is over. We'll click you back on now. Um, yeah, it might. I don't. I don't know. It might be bad. Yeah, I'm. Well, how and about somehow, this? Yeah, and somehow we'll still the we'll still be able to watch from a viewer's perspective. We'll, we'll be able to watch a better quarterback than Zach Wilson play, which I think is the most scary. The scariest part about this is that I think Taylor Heineke is. Maybe double the quarterback that Zach Wilson is right now. I'm, I'm, I'm and he's backing up Carson Wentz. I'm fine on Heineke. Oh, Wentz somehow is... also double the quarterback that Zach Wilson is, and looks like he should be in a, a hospital. He <laughs> he looks unwell. Well, here's the thing about Carson Wentz is that he is now playing for pretty much, I think, the exact right owner, Dan, Dan Snyder, of course, this week claiming that he has like secret dirt on the other NFL owners, which is why he's like the most powerful person in the NFL. Uh, because he can uh, he can get the other guys in trouble at any time. Uh, I am assuming that Carson Wentz owes the fact that he's still a starting quarterback in the NFL to the fact that he also has this dirt on opposing NFL owners. Uh, because Jesus Christ, why else are you playing him? Uh, I think that Dan Snyder is the John McAfee of the NFL. Uh, it's just I'm just getting that out there he right fucks now. Fucks the Dolphin every year. Yeah, yeah fucks the Dolphin every year. He's claims that he's ordered the hits of like multiple people. Uh, that's my my assumption on John Snyder. Uh, yeah, I think Taylor Heineke is going to have a great game. That's just my my gut reaction looking at this situation. I'm going like, oh, Taylor Heineke's. Oh. Oh boy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, Taylor Heineke overloaded the Zoom stream. Uh, my read on Heineke is that he's a C plus quarterback and seems to be the uh, the kind of jock that any NFL head coach would like to have on their team. One of those guys who likes to go and get you some and just yeah, I've got no problem with him at all. Love to see him in a Packer uniform, hopefully backing up someone better. But all the same, like big fan of his for a long while. You you sold me on Heineke over over the years actually. 
I like I like him a lot. He's just a he's just tough, man. I yep. I don't I don't think Taylor Heineke is a starting quarterback. I want to get that clear. I want to make that clear. But I think he's a tier above the Darnold, Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones tier of like bad, but like maybe there's something there. Sure. Type of quarterbacks of like, no, you look at Taylor Heineke and you know that there's not much better here, but he's going to give you something and he's going to play hard and he's not going to make the dumbest mistakes you've ever seen. He wants to make plays. He wants to make plays. He's going to go 125% and he's not going to make the most boneheaded Dumbo mistakes you've ever seen. So he's going to make a mistake where you're like, I see what you thought. Yeah. You didn't have the arm for it. You weren't fast enough for it. You didn't have the processing speed for it, but I see what you thought. Yeah. Yeah. You did not see the cornerback, but you, I do see what you did see. I want to go, I want to go through with you the Packers next seven games until the bye week in week 14. Hell. Yeah. This, this is a, so you're at Washington in a in a game that you've got to come out and show some signs of life in. And then the next Sunday, day before Halloween, you are at Buffalo for the for the primetime game. Then you are at Detroit against a Detroit team that uh, you know, if you think uh, Robert Sala has uh, something going on in in uh, New York, wait until you see the Lions do it without anyone on defense uh, half as good as Quinn and Williams. Uh, then on the 13th of November, you are at home against the Cowboys. Then on the 17th of November, you are at home against the Tennessee Titans in a fucking Thursday night shit show. Uh, then you are at Philadelphia and at Chicago before your bye week. That is a whole batch of trouble. Uh, yeah, that schedule is a whole lot of trouble. Uh, you know, the Lions are going to put up 45 points. You've got to beat the Commanders. The Bills, I don't know if I'm... I'm going to do my best to not watch that one. Yeah, this schedule looks terrifying. Uh, yeah, the Buffalo game at Buffalo. Uh, ooh, they are awesome this year. They're really good. I mean, it's a good segue into, uh, into stuff that's going on around the rest of the league. I want to talk a little bit about what happened in week six because, again, like the, the storylines are good. Uh, a game in a game that can only have been played on Thursday night in a game that will be immediately recognizable as perhaps the platonic ideal of a Thursday night game. The Washington commanders went on the road 12 to seven over the Chicago bears. Uh, we watched the, the final plays of that game uh, together before we recorded last week's uh, Cheeseheads recap episode. And yeah, that was about um, that was about the, the ending you expected there with, Justin Fields kind of putting a, a crazy decent ball on a wide receiver who somehow found a way to both have it in the end zone and then not score a touchdown by <laughs> dropping it after having it and then recollecting it and catching it, but not in the end zone. It was, uh, it was an amazing game. Uh, the perfect Thursday night uh, experience and yeah. What I what I expect from the Packers uh, foray into into Thursday night football nothing uh, watchable. Go find something else to watch on Thursday night. You don't have to put yourself through this. This is not required viewing. Uh, there's no reason to watch games on Thursday night. You shouldn't. Yeah, you can just also. Kinda... It's also unethical. Don't play games on Thursday night. It's it really just, yeah, it's a terrible idea. They're doing Friday. They're doing a Black Friday game. I know that's going to be a 
a thing going forward because that's going to have a bunch of eyes on it. Uh, this is this is this is hell. Uh, in in other news, Marcus Mariota is uh, back and leading the Falcons to victory as they double up in a Week Six win against San Francisco. So that's a uh, that's great for everyone, I guess. Uh, <laughs> nothing further sure. on that. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, New England has no problem at all with uh, with the Cleveland Browns as Bailey Zappi gets uh, gets his first NFL win. Uh, do you see the Do you see Bill Belichick's quote today on the Bears? Wait, I did. He he gave him a bunch of praise. I read it, and I don't remember much of it. Nope, I don't remember. He, he gave him like seven minutes and a thousand words on how good the Bears are. He yeah. just listed off every player on the Bears, and I was like, you're such a good liar, Bill. Oh, and it's the reason why he's a good coach is that he's going to go in and like conduct the entire week worth, week's worth of work as if like the Bears are the most opponent in the world, and like, like you're never going to win unless you stop them from doing these five or six things, and like yeah, the, the whole conceit of playing on the Patriots is that you have to believe it because they have a big old trophy case. Yep. You could you could play backwards and beat the Bears. You could you could play with your back turned to them if you're the Patriots and beat the Bears, but good on you, Bill. And Matt Ryan comes up with a win for the Colts 34 to 27 against the now two and four Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh my Minnesota goes down to Miami and beats them. Miami's out of quarterbacks and That'll that'll always take the shine off of a uh, first year head coach, especially when the reason that your main quarterback is out. That once again, you can't handle the concussion protocol properly. So, yeah, Minnesota still still looking tough. They have not had the most difficult schedule to get things going. Part of that's the uh, the AFC division that the Packers are playing, or that the Old North is playing this year. But uh, yeah, Minnesota's looking good. Yeah, they've they've been good. I'm sure they will win the. NFC North at this rate with how the Packers are looking. Uh, the Vikings offense is solid. They don't have a, a super tough schedule the rest of the way either. That will cruise to 11 or 12. It'll be all right. I still think the division is out there for the Packers at 10 and seven. I really do. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati wins on the road down in New Orleans. New Orleans is uh two and four also running out of quarterbacks down there. Uh, Andy Dalton is probably probably not the answer uh, down in New Orleans. But, uh, again, props to a guy who's getting a paycheck in the league. You love that backup job until you have to come in and get your ass kicked by the Bengals. Yeah, and then hurt your back. Yeah. Both of the quarterbacks down in New Orleans are out with back issues. Um, yeah. I think Dalton's going to play on Thursday night. They're they're playing Thursday night this week. But, um, man, it's, it's, it's tough when you, you sign Taysom Hill to a – massive contract and use him as a gadget player and can't play him at quarterback when your two quarterbacks are out with back issues. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, on, they, they probably want to, they probably would want to just see about giving Taysom Hill. I don't know the snaps in that game. Like, cause yeah, you, it's another idea of like, if you thought he was worth the money and he's probably a starter, if you thought he wasn't worth the money, then, don't it wasn't a starter don't sign him i don't know you, you could go any number of dumb directions with that one uh the pittsburgh steelers get a home win against the tampa bay bucks who find themselves sitting at 500 right now it's you know one of the one of the reasons why you can look at green bay and not completely uh mess your pants up is that you know there are plenty of good teams sitting around 500 right now nothing to be worried about after six weeks but uh yeah i 
the more I see Tampa Bay and Green Bay play, the more I'm thinking like these might be very, very similarly uh, destined teams this year with uh, quarterbacks who might might not have the the go anymore, and offensive yeah. lines that have been taken apart for them. Yeah, that's that's the similarity that I see. Is like I watch Tom Brady play, and I go like, man, you're getting old, but you can still do it. And I watch Rodgers play, and I go, man, you're you're getting old, but you could still throw, you can still sling it sometimes. There's there's some other issues in the way here. I think both of them are are more team construction issues than the quarterbacks play. I, as much as I want Brady to to be bad and finally retire and go home and be a family man, I also like he could if he wanted to play till fifty and was fine being a backup for a couple of years, he'd be he'd be he'd be around. He'd be all right. The New York Giants come back from down twenty to seventeen, down twenty to ten, actually. And defeat the Baltimore Ravens. So New York now five and one. Uh, it's it's crazy with both of the New York teams playing good football right now. But I like them. I like Daniel Jones a lot more than I like Zach Wilson. Just for the record, by the way. Yeah, I I think Daniel Jones is better. I think he's still bad. Uh, I don't think he's. I think the Giants will draft a quarterback as soon as Daniel Jones' rookie contract is up. Uh, that would be a good idea. Yeah. Any question about that? He's not getting a second deal. He's he's on the Mitch Trubisky type train. Like, he's just a big dumb idiot who can run. You don't want him to throw the ball much. Panthers lead 10-7 at halftime over the Rams. Rams scored seventeen unanswered in the second half. They went at home. They're three and three. Not much. Uh, not much surprising there. Carolina is in a mess. They fired. Uh, they fired Matt Rule who. Uh, immediately once he got fired the people leaked a bunch of like dumb dumb documents that he uh that he wrote to the media which is always a good sign that people think you're a, a clown is when yeah. they immediately leak stuff to the uh the media that you wrote uh he wrote one thing that i actually found profound which i will probably say on air at some point when i'm trying to sound profound but in a sports way which is pepsi tastes like pepsi 24 hours a day you goddamn right it does so it's a zen cone for our era yeah yeah you're you're so right yeah, I mean, you know what else? You know what else? Coca-Cola tastes like Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Yeah. Do you, do you know what that doesn't have anything to do with? Football. That's the one, yeah. That's Scoring points. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Rule might be able to find uh, find work maybe in some other industry that doesn't involve coaching a football team, but maybe involves writing ad copy for Pepsi. Since he, was, I, he was doing that instead of coaching. Maybe you can t- move over there in that direction. And I'll tell you what, he's not making the $50 million that are guaranteed to him on this contract writing for Pepsi. Holy fuck. Yeah. They're yeah. eating a lot of money getting rid of that. Yeah. Man. There's a, uh, there's another, uh, another good NFL job fired head coach. That's the best one. Yeah. That's gu- the best one. Yeah. Guaranteed money dude. Cause you just get to sit and laugh. Uh, Seattle beats Arizona, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, cutting ties with Russell Wilson, getting a King's ransom, and are sitting at three and three. Arizona is uh, kind of continuing that 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 con- that conveyor belt of problems that come when a upstart team looks good for us all of a sudden, and, and it's just starting to fade a little bit. And yeah, you really like. Uh, I like the way Seattle's playing. They're just they're just a it, little bit better this year. Yeah, a little bit better. 
it feels like they have a, a chip on their shoulder and a quarterback that they they like being around. I think it was uh, Richard Sherman has a podcast now. I think it was I forget if it was Marshawn Lynch or if it was somebody else that was on the show. Uh, but they were saying that nobody on the Seahawks had Russell Wilson's phone number. You had to go through his agent to contact him. Holy fuck. Uh, which is just like, who do you fucking think you are, man? You, you're you not a normal person. First, you are an athlete. You're a celebrity. You're not a normal person. But there's a group of, I don't know, 65 guys in one building that should all have your phone number just in case. Uh, even Aaron Rodgers, I'm like, most of the guys in this team have his phone number, right? Like, yeah, I'm assuming most of them are allowed to text him. And, you know, if he gets if he gets traded away in some sort of King's Ransom where he goes to Denver and looks like ass, you know, maybe we'll find out that, in fact, you couldn't contact him unless you, like, contacted his his guru first or something. I, ju- I just I just don't think, like, I even Aaron Rodgers, all the, you know, hullabaloo about his leadership and whatever, it feels like, most of the guys in the team really like him. It doesn't seem to be a, a, a inside team issue uh, so much as it is like a public perception issue. I would assume that Robert Tunyon has his phone. Oh, number. yeah. And I would yeah, assume he... that the star defensive back, Jair Alexander, has the quarterback's phone number, unlike apparently Richard Sherman. Uh, in, uh, insane. Uh, Russell Wilson's a square in the worst way. Yeah, we gotta we gotta like line up a little Marshawn Lynch interview and kind of just uh, uh, talk to Marshawn until he starts telling us about playing with Russell Wilson. Oh my God! Yeah, Marshawn, I just really quickly want to gloss over all of your accomplishments. Now let's get onto the meat and potatoes here. What was it like playing with that weirdo? Yeah, uh, have you seen the Subway commercial? <laughs> the sandwich. Uh, this sandwich is dangerous, um, man. I just and, I I can't wrap my head my head around that man. Man, what happens when you uh, you think too hard about becoming a media property? You uh, you just your brain becomes uh, becomes bad. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to do when you what What do you want to do when you grow up, little Russell? I want to be a brand. Yeah, I want to I want to endorse Bose. I want to thank the <laughs> when I grow up. I want to thank the good people at Bose for their their sponsorship. <laughs> man. Yeah, when it when it's working, it's working. And you know, he was one of the most creative and belligerent and driven athletes I think any of us have seen in the last decade. And yeah, his his downfall is uh, uh kind of precipitous and you know, also a little funny. I love it. Because he's he's super loaded and he seems to have his, his health and his sanity. So it, yeah, just uh it's just kind of funny that he sucks now. <laughs> uh, oh my god, Buffalo, Kansas City, best uh best game of the entire weekend. Every Absolutely. time these two teams meet, it's just uh to me it was like antidote. Like I after the Packer game, I I cooked up a uh, a nice dinner and Amy and I sat down, and had a little dinner, and then I I came in and I watched three quarters of Buffalo, Kansas city. And it's like, my soul was healed <laughs> by the game, by the game of football, the game that hath damaged, damaged me. So, uh, comes back and helps me out in the, uh, in the end. Uh, how about, how about another fourth quarter comeback? How about fucking Josh Allen? This he's, guy, man, he's unbelievable. I can't, I can't, I'm so happy. You know, they're both locked up. They're going to be there forever. 
Uh, I'm so excited to watch this be a battle for the next 10, 12 years, you know, uh, we're, 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 we're so lucky. Yeah. And, and it's, it just, it, it means nothing also because Buffalo is now five and one Kansas city is four and two. They're both awesome. That's the great thing about like this regular season game is that it's incredibly entertaining means absolutely nothing. Uh, Philadelphia beats Dallas Philadelphia. Now the only unbeaten team in the league. Uh, I love that for the Eagles. They seem, they seem nice. Jalen Hurts seems good. Yeah. I love Jalen Hurts. I'm glad. Like I said, I don't think they're a, I don't think you pencil the Eagles in as a Super Bowl contender. They have to be there. They have to be because of their record. I think, I don't think this six and zero will hold to a, you know, 14 and three type of finish. Um, but I'm really excited about Jalen Hurts. I think he's so good. I think that's such a good uh, setup for them for the future is, is how much better Jalen Hurts got year over year. And yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers beat the Denver Broncos. We talked about Russ Wilson and the situation he's having there in Denver. It's, it's going bad for him. And yeah, he's uh, it's, it seems to be keeping the, the, the quarterback play breakdown guys in business in that every week you can kind of give uh, give some nice diagrams of, of Russell Wilson, not looking at wide open wide receivers and kind of put them next to you know, Justin Fields doing the same thing or you know, Aaron Rodgers needing to still turn around in order to be properly facing the wide receivers that are open for the Packers. Uh, uh, yeah. The, some of these picks of, uh, of Russ just, just missing a guy who's standing what seems to be in his line of sight are, are pretty baffling. It's, it's incredible to watch whatever you think about how frustrating the Packers are to watch right now. The Broncos <laughs> are even worse. Oh yeah. They're, they're so bad. It's, it's, you know, I, I get a lot of stuff being thrown Nathaniel Hackett's way for the, the clock. It's, it's tough to start your career out with two really bad clock management breakdowns, uh, two Royce Newman sized clock management breakdowns in your first two games yeah. to lose games on national television. That's tough. Uh, but I don't think, I, I don't think that much of this Broncos struggle is on Nathaniel Hackett other than two rookie coach mistakes. Those seem that's, Hey, you got to take that with a with a first year guy. You got to live with that. That sucks. That's tough to see. It sneaks up on you. It sneaks up on you. It's it's a rush. You're on like Monday night in your first game ever. Sunday night football, whatever it was, in your first game ever. Like, oh man, that that clock's gonna creep up on you in ways you have not experienced as a oh, coordinator sure. or a quarterbacks coach. Absolutely understand that. By that week, uh, by that time, you've also spent five weeks in incredibly close contact with a player that uh, that your organization gave up their literal entire future to acquire, who you might have already suspected is ass. Yeah, you, yeah, your things are moving so fast. You've come from Aaron Rodgers to this Russell Wilson and gone like, oh yeah, we can't put the ball in his hands. No, we'll 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 take the sixty-eight yard field goal. Fuck it, oh whatever. This isn't. I think that I think that criticism of the Nathaniel Hackett from week one, where he kicked the seventy-yard field goal or whatever it was, over letting Russ throw it on fourth and fifth, fourth and five. I think I think that looks so much better now, looking back. Yeah, I think I, I think I totally get it. Uh, and yeah, I guys are open. It it doesn't seem to be an offensive scheme thing, so much as it is Russell Wilson is really bad 
uh, all of the sudden. And, you know, maybe he'll get back to it, but it's not like the receiver talent changed all that much. Jerry Judy's good. Cortland Sutton's good. They're not DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, but they're solid. Like, the talent's there. Yeah, it's a team that generally know is supposed to know what they're doing, and yeah, they are. Uh, they're really struggling at, at two and four. But the thing about week six is that it's the end of week six. We're in week seven. There's, there's you know, forty eight weeks of NFL football nowadays, and we're, you know, <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the top of the forty eighth inning, uh, I suppose. But the the way things are going, like week six means there's plenty of time to fix this out. I mean, that's. That's the reason why I'm worried about the Packers right now, why worry is creeping in, because you've got three games on the road and you've got seven hard games uh, coming up until the until the bye week. Your team's all beat up. Uh, some of your offensive linemen uh, don't seem to uh, know which way is right and which way is left. Uh, quarterback's got the yips a little bit. You've got a wide receiver. Uh, you've got a running back making a shitload of money who you give the ball to nine times a game. And also uh, Randall Cobb is – is now gone and that is uh the veterans have disappeared sammy watkins went on ir uh last week so the one guy i thought like hey this guy looks pretty good has disappeared like everyone told me he would and all i can do is tip my cap and be like well look at that <laughs> he sure yep. did disappear that's uh everyone told me that would happen cool uh he cobb's gone for i think it's like four weeks minimum oh my ankle God. sprain um yeah, God knows what we see to replace his snaps. Uh, I I don't I have no idea. Yeah, I, you're getting into the uh, the Mari Rogers Juwan Winfrey uh, category of guys, and when you're at that category of guys, uh, you might as well be calling up the Chicago Bears to see who they have there on their practice squad because you are you are down in the doldrums with some uh, bad wide receiver cores. Uh, yeah, you might want to call around and see, like, I don't know if there's any disgruntled wide receivers that don't want to play for their teams anymore and, and their teams will trade them away for, I don't know, a seventh and a sixth rounder in 2025. And uh, his contract's only worth $610,000 this year. I don't know. It, there's probably not any guys like that on the, the market. Um, yeah. Oh, there, there was. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably a character issue um yeah i i don't know who fills those snaps in for randall cop it's gonna be a that's gonna be bad juan winfrey's getting snaps brother call up john o'allison oh yeah you're, yeah you're having get you're him having out a, of the xfl wherever he's at you're having a bad you're having a bad time if juan winfrey is getting snaps i tell you the guy who i think is going about to become aaron Rodgers' favorite target is bob tunyon who is i think the brightest spot on this offense right now yeah the 10 catches i think that's a green bay packers uh, franchise record for tight end receptions in a game, if I'm not mistaken. Or it's not Mark it. Hot Tub Chamura. It's not Mark Hot Tub Chamura, unfortunately. Um, oh. Yeah, I think Tanya set the record or tied the record. Uh, okay. Looked spry, looked good, had ten catches. Hey man, feed him the rock. If that's if that's who you feel good throwing it to, sure. Yeah, just get a first down. Jesus. Yeah, just. Yeah, someone's someone's probably open if you look downfield. That's that's all that's all we're saying. That that was a uh, that was a tough game. I uh, as as the uh, as the role playing game guys say, I took a little psychic damage from watching that game. 
I feel like you know, good four points of psychic damage from uh, from incurring incurring that vision. Yeah, my sanity level is dropping. Um, I'm down to fifty six percent on the sanity yep. sanity level. Yeah, as far yeah, as that's no yeah. fun. Yeah, that that one was again. I was I was partially cured. You know, I, I found a roast chicken in a wall, <laughs> and I ate it, and it was the the Bills Chiefs game that made me feel a little bit better, but. Oh man. Uh, yeah. Hopefully next week when we're talking about Packers commanders, I mean, I have a feeling Matt that we're going to be talking about an absolute fucking dog of a game. We're going to be talking about an absolute bullshit contest, but, uh, hopefully we're going to be talking about a Packers win because, you know, if, if there's a winnable game out there for green Bay next seven weeks, it's the on the road at Washington, uh, facing, uh, Heineke, and the uh, the team the team that has to win because they've got dirt on all the other owners. In the NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I you got to win this one, and I'm sure it'll be some fifteen to twelve slop fest uh, with how this season's been going. But you you gotta you gotta somehow pull it out. Yeah, just constant rain from from nine a.m. to set to eight p.m. that day or something like that. Just that, that I bet. Yeah, that cold, uh, cold October rain. Some, I'm on some a, absolute terror like that. I'm on ESPN right now. Gives me the AccuWeather. It says cloudy, fifty-seven degrees. Tickets are going for forty-five dollars. I'm gonna look into that. Let me tell you. Okay. I'm off on Sunday. Let's see how much. Uh, let's see how long of a train ride it is to to Washington D.C. You know, I took the road trip to D.C. when I lived in North Carolina, and I'd never been to the capital before. And it it certainly is a place to visit. I mean, if you're a, if you're a museum guy, they have all the good ones there, and it's not just you know they're not coasting on reputation. The Smithsonian is amazing. The art museum is incredible. Uh, there are there's definitely other stuff to do if you can get yourself into Washington D.C. I don't recommend any of like the government stuff because none of that's important. But the uh, yeah the culture, the arts and culture there are uh, are second to none. I, I went once when I was in, uh, I think, eighth grade. I had a great time. Smithsonian was great. I went to like the Air and Space Museum or something yeah. like that. They had a bunch of moon stuff. I touched a rock they said was from the moon. And I said, I don't believe you. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a copy, just like the fossils are. Those aren't the real fossils. I don't, you can't trick me. Those aren't real. That's you wouldn't not... have those on display. These are molds or something. I, no, no, no. I don't know. You got to think that we've been up to the moon like enough times to have a rock that other people can have. Yeah, I, I, for, uh, I do want to get this straight. I do believe that we've been to the moon. This isn't me okay. coming out as an anti-moon guy. I do believe we've been to the moon. I yeah, just I, don't. I, think, I also think so. I don't think they're putting a little moon rock in a little plastic case for people to stick their fingers in and touch. I think. I think it's just a rock. It's the same, you know, type of thing that's on the moon. What? I don't think it's the real one. Or they're changing it out all the time. You're going to destroy the moon rock? How much are we carrying back from the moon? What kind of capacity, carrying capacity do we have from the moon? We've only, we haven't been up there that much and not any time recently. Yeah. Like we I, don't go, we don't go anymore because we've pretty much figured out that it, it's, it's made of rocks and it's there and there's not a whole lot else you can do up there, but yeah, I figure a couple of bags of moon rocks had to come back. I mean, that's the other thing is like, they don't have any sort of intrinsic value. You study, you know, you breathlessly study them for like four weeks and discover that they are rocks 
And then like, well, might as well give one to a museum. Like you're not going to learn, you're not going to cure fucking cancer from this, from this like gray rock. Like, oh, sure was from the moon. Uh, yeah, I just, I'm like, that thing's got to get worn out. I don't remember it being really worn out. Uh, just from people touching it and shit. It feels like it'd get a little, you know, you've seen the statues where the, the nose has been rubbed off. Yeah. Or other parts of the statue have been rubbed out. I'm like, I didn't see that on this rock. And maybe I don't remember it. Um, I would love, that's I, the conspiracy that I would like to believe in that involves the moon. I would love that. Uh, if I get moon rock, that would be awesome. Oh, me too. Me too. I, I think that'd be fun. I want to, I want to shoot it off of the moon myself and have it fall down. Like as a, as a knickknack guy. And one of the things that I've always thought about the moon landing, and maybe they don't make telescopes like this. Maybe I'm just a moron, but like, couldn't you like zoom in on the moon and see the flag? Like with that? You probably can on like, the right day. Do we have, do we have the magnification technology? Can we make lenses capable of like shutting up the moon landing people of just like, like, look, there's the flag. I, I mean, I, I, I imagine the moon is rather large. And like that might be a little bit beyond our magnification capabilities, but I almost wondered, like, like we I, I truly believe that like we and the Soviets were insane enough to go on a space race. That's you know part of the reason why I think the moon landing is real is that I absolutely believe that the Cold War made us all insane enough to do that. Oh yeah. Like, oh I, yeah, you think you're gonna shoot people up onto the moon faster than us? Well, <laughs> just wait till you see how much fuel we're strapping our Americans to. Like, I honestly believe we did that. That's very believable. I to I completely believe it. I don't think there's considering how many people I meet who are still fighting the Cold War at this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I I think it's totally true. I I want I wonder I wonder if you could show him. They wouldn't believe it. If you showed them through a telescope, they'd say you tape this to the end of the telescope or that that thing up there, that's not real. That's a fake one. That's a fake one. I'm in the Truman Show. There's some way to get around it, just like all the, yeah. the flat earthers get around everything. There's a way to get through it and around it. Um, but I would like to believe that uh, dinosaur fossils are fake, but they have the real ones in the back. And... Uh, the moon rocket, the museum's fake, but they have the real one in the back. That's my conspiracy on both of those things. I believe in both of them, the moon and dinosaurs, but I want a little conspiracy. Just a little harmless one. I like those. See, my thing, and it's almost become a conspiracy now, is that uh, I don't believe in, in uh, UFOs or ghosts. Mm. Like, I kind of vehemently don't believe in that kind of stuff. And, and the part of it is, is that, like, we have had every... Uh, like, first of all, take a look at the map of uh, take a look at the map of UFO sightings globally. And it appears to be an intensely American phenomenon. And, uh, you know, I think we have our, a, a particular cultural psychosis here. But also we have all been walking around with a, uh, a video camera capable of capturing things better than anything else in the entire world. And we have yet to uh, capture one ghost or one alien on anything other than like grainy uh, U.S. Army footage and and when it comes to that, it's like, well, you're telling me that you at all. The, yeah, you're gonna say I have to believe the army. You're now? distracting me from something. Yeah, you're you're pulling me away from something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to believe the air force now. Just just on this though, but not on other stuff. But because this is cool, I have to believe the air force. No, ghosts not real. Aliens not real. That I, is, that is I, not real stuff. That's not to say that we can't have fun imagining them. But uh, yeah, those things are not actually things that happen. 
I do want to say, of course, they're all American. We're the best country in the world. Oh, yes. Of course, any alien that comes to the yeah. world is going to come to America. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're not going to France. There's nothing over there for them. They're not going to understand the culture. They don't know what cheese is. Uh, they're going to come in and they're going to go to yeah. Times Square and they're going to really fucking party. They're going to go to Las Vegas and they're going to understand how we fucking do it in America. <laughs> just Every time God someone sees it. a ghost, it's just like, I saw a white person in my house. I... <laughs> I'm gonna teach an alien how to play blackjack. Like if there were ghosts, the ghosts of the you know the 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 genocided native population of North America would just be screaming at us the entire time. Oh yeah, It'd be no, everywhere. No one would As have a moment be. of sleep. Yeah, like we'd be, should we'd be. be yeah facing psychic retribution of the kind that we could not possibly imagine. So yeah, ghosts, uh, ghosts and aliens, not real. That's that's my that's my thing, and um, you know. I'll, you know, other hippies, other hippies don't like me because I have some some strong non hippie tendencies in in my general hippie vibes, and and one of them is just like, man, that is like, it's cool to like be metaphysical, and it's cool to ponder like things beyond our our understanding, and I think there's probably a lot to be like thought about like alternate dimensions and timelines that we don't quite understand yet, like because quantum physics does certainly suggest like the ability for matter to like change phase in in things that we don't understand yet, but like I don't think that i don't think that means that aliens flew here <laughs> if they do i want to meet them i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna show them a good time yeah and yeah. If, yeah if they if they do pull up like you can just uh you know the first thing they can do is be like uh, we, heard, <laughs> we heard on cheese heads in chicagoland <laughs> you guys think that we're fake we hate that <laughs> we we're gonna prove you yeah. right and i'm going all right buddy you're paying for this you're paying for this hotel in vegas so we're we're going and we're drinking the free miller lights and we're playing blackjack all night and you're buying the chips pal you've got the alien gold all right, all right this is uh this has been a a fantastic chat about football as we usually have um plenty of time to catch up uh catch up next week as i've got some uh some early week time off so let me know uh let me know where we're coming in on that one we'll talk about commanders versus the packers next week on cheeseheads in chicagoland hey my whatever i did fix the internet i'm glad about that uh matt yeah thank goodness the first half of this episode is gonna sound like garbage i'll I'll do my best (laughs) well godspeed to you sir and until next time what we tell them matt stay cheesy baby there it is